welcome to our world with your host, Ned Boy and Doc. Ned, how are you, sir? Everything's good. Before we start the show, I just want to let the people know I had the chance to see an, an event screaming of um, screening of um, Girls Trip with Jada Pickett, Queen Latifah, Regina Hall, and a um, new girl called Tiffany Haddish. One of the funniest movies I've seen in a very long time. I recommend everyone go see it. It comes out on July 21st. Yeah, I seen the preview for it this morning. I don't know who the fourth young lady is that you mentioned. She plays on a um, she has a recurring role on the show called The Carmichael Show on NBC. I tried that show. I I made it through one episode. Is that a show that has uh, David Allen Greer? Yeah. Yeah, I think I made it halfway through one episode. And Tracy Morgan has a new show coming out, and she's gonna play his wife. Okay. So on network she, television think, or yeah, you know, network. Um, I'm not sure what channel the Tracy Morgan show come on. It may be on. If it's not a network show, it may be on maybe like a TBS or something like that. I know Marlon has a show coming out too this summer on NBC. I'm unfamiliar with all. That's like all brand new news to me because I had no clue to any of them. I mean, I am going to, I was watching, I forget what I was watching. I guess I was watching part of the interruption yesterday and on part of the interruption, no, no, uh, highly questionable. They interview sports stars and, you know, stuff like that. Well, they were interviewing this young black guy, I guess his name, what's it, James yeah. Davis? Um, no, I don't know. Well, he has some new show coming out on, I believe, uh, Comedy Central, um, uh, where he gives, like, insight to the hood. He's from South Central L.A., so he wanted to do a show like that, you know, like showing people what goes on actually in the hood, but it's a comedy. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I got to get the name of it, um, uh, but it will come to me for sure. And But his name is such a common name, James Davis, that, yeah, uh, you Google that you Google that and a million things come up. You actually have to put comedian um, because without that, you get nothing. It's just, if I'm not mistaken, I think Chris Rock has a show, talk show coming out too, but I think he's producing it. I don't know who's going to actually sit. I think it's coming on BET. Okay, and I just came up with the name. The name of the show is Hood Adjacent. And what channel? Comedy Central. Hood adjacent with James Davis. Now, what brought this to my light was his very first show is about hood paths. And what happens is they filmed it live, and he doesn't legitimately have a hood pass. So the guys in L.A. while he was filming tried to house him, but he got everything on film. But he happened to be with some dude named Stevie J., who I don't know who the hell Stevie J is. Is it Stevie J, the producer Stevie J? I guess so. Stevie J has a hood pass in L.A., and he said he started doing some secret handshake with the gangbangers, and the next thing they he knew, they were like, go ahead, film it. You could even film, you could even keep the shit with us housing you on film. So he said he kept it, and he kept it in the show. So I can't wait to see that. All right, that's pretty cool. Because you know, you know the old the old Friday story with Ice Cube, right? No. When Ice Cube was filming uh, Friday, the gangbangers wanted to extort him because he was using real locations. You know, 
just because he was NWA and, you know, Compton, Compton, Compton didn't mean that, you know, dudes that's hustling on the street, they be like, you know what? We want our money and we want our money now. Oh, yeah. I mean, matter of fact, all those, LA is like a whole different vibe, especially when it comes to the gang culture. The same shit happened in uh, Blood In, Blood Out. When they were filming, they were filming in real gang locations. The gangbangers was like, we'll allow you to film. We'll allow you to use these streets, but you paying us. And not no check. Somebody go to a bank, get real cash, bring that shit back, or we shutting you down. This, this is like a reoccurring story in L.A. Over and over, you got hundreds of uh, comedians and rappers and stuff like that who will, who will say stories. You know? Oh, yeah, definitely. definitely. Because... Think about it. When you got a gang that's 3,000 strong in one neighborhood, they could shut down any movie uh, shooting in a heartbeat. Yeah, any, by any means necessary. Yes. All you got to do is have gunfire on the next block. It don't even have to be targeted at anybody. Just the sound will make a motherfucker that's, you know, ain't never been around gunfire. You know, like where I live, where I used to live in Flatbush. And in Flatbush, I had a park right behind my, my crib. This fucking park on a nightly basis, you heard gunfire. Now imagine somebody say somebody came to stay with me, and they were from Lottie Darland. <laughs> They'd be going to sleep and hopping out of bed and getting under the cover, you know, getting under the. And to me, it was nothing, because yeah, this no, shit was, was nightly. I used to play this game online, you know, to play with other people. So you say six people on my team, and I have my windows open. All you hear is sirens like every five minutes. It was like, damn, dude, where do you live? Yeah. To the jungle? <laughs> well, you know what? That's I'm 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 heading back to New York in the end, end of August, right? Mm-hmm. I don't ever, and this is very rare, very rare. Well, I hear a siren, but the reason I hear a siren is I'm not very far from a major interstate, and these people drive like idiots. So you figure it's a car crash. It's not like they, you know. It's it's ambulance more 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 than likely than cops. Yeah. Uh. So I'm thinking my first night back in New York, that's going to be a welcome. I mean, I'm going to hear horns, horns, sirens. I might hear the police. I mean, you know. Yeah. Unless you're staying like in Long Island City somewhere. No, no. I'm actually staying in a hotel in Brooklyn. I needed to be close to some people in Brooklyn. I didn't want to have to make that trip. Back and forth, but I'm staying downtown, so I'm very close to Manhattan. Okay, cool. You know, I can get in, and I can get out in five minutes. Now, you know, I just want to say something real quick. The rapper Prodigy from Mob Deep has passed away, and it made me think of something, and I need your help. I looked up a list of rappers who have died, like, since the beginning of hip-hop. Mm-hmm. The list looks like it's 400 deep men. I can only legitimately find two women. Two women. Yeah, I would like to say, <clears throat> like a lot of dudes don't take care of themselves. Well, see, think about it. Rappers have died from gun violence, uh, drugs, cancer, OD, well, I guess that's guns of drugs again, are being murdered. Women 
Miss Melody. Now here's the two: Miss Melody and Left Eye. I cannot think of another woman. How did Miss Melody die? I know Left Eye was a car crash. Well, you know what, Miss Melody didn't look like she was in great shape when they did uh, the video a hundred years ago. Okay. I mean, you know, no, no, just you know, I'm not trying to be funny to big girls, but Miss Melody was never like a fit, trim woman. She was a big, big girl. So, you know, when you're that size, you don't usually live to be 96. Yeah. <clears throat> but, you know, left out, we know what happened with her. Yeah, definitely. But I'm just thinking about it. I'm saying, you know what? Let's say, for argument's sake, rap is 40 years old. 40 years old, that takes it to 1977, right? Yep. Okay. If the average rapper, even a rapper that started at 20, 40 years ago, he's only a 60-year-old man. So rap really shouldn't have had this many deaths. I mean, you know, I know. It also could be short-lived careers. They, you know, they have those one-hit wonders, and then they end up back in the, on their block. Yeah, well, I looked at this one. I, I this is pretty amazing to me. It's this group I guess um, screwed and something from Houston. Like eight members of this, eight people associated with them are all dead. Damn. Shot in the back of the head. This one something. You know, let's not forget they have that big uh, codeine problem, that lean shit. You know, that same stuff that Wheezy likes. Yeah, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, because I, I think like uh, a, a major rapper from Houston died from that. Like old deed, I forget his name. But I was kind of shocked, you know. Prodigy wasn't an old man, you know. No, but that sickle cell's a mother. Yeah, well, you know, sickle cell. Then you put in that a hundred. Man, we got out of town in time. Dave was saying it was a hundred eighteen degrees in Vegas. Yep. A hundred and eighteen degrees. Yeah, just saw on, on the elevator the other day. It was one twenty in Arizona. They had they couldn't even fly planes out of there. It was so hot. Yeah, that's that's insane, man. You know, it's a very, uh, it's all. You know what? You gotta actually when you booking a trip, especially to Vegas or Arizona, someplace like that. You gotta clock AccuWeather like a mother. Not just the first week. You gotta do it over and over and over and over again. You know, I've actually canceled and rebooked because of weather. Yeah. You know, yeah, not, I never want to go anywhere where it's like a thousand degrees. You get when when it hits triple digits, that's <clears> ungodly. <throat> it's ungodly. I mean, how how are you supposed to breathe? Yeah, that's one of the reasons I would never go back to Vegas in July. No, no. You know what? August is pushing it too, man. Unless it's like the in in end of August going into September. Because it is still, I, I was there that, last year at that time, and it still was 90s. Yeah. You know? I'll do 90s, but even 90 is hot, but shit. I can't, I can't do 104, 110. Man, we got, uh, I don't know if you're going to be bothering with this or not, but I'm super excited about the NBA draft, more than I have been in a long time. Yeah, this is uh, this is going back to when Curry and the draft came up. This is going to be a really good draft. I like it because it also – I think that Durant trade forced a lot – well, not trade. Durant going to Warriors 
forced a lot of teams to reevaluate, and a lot of trades has been happening lately. Now, I, I like that. I hate when the league is stagnant. Yeah, I think – and see, to me, that's the fun. The fun of it is I think that there's going to be trades out the yin-yang, or at least yeah. a lot of talk of trades. So it makes basketball exciting, even though no basketball is being played. Yeah, and some of these teams, some of the divisions need more competition. So the only way you're going to get that competition is either through the draft or through trading. And some owners seem like they don't like the trade, but now I guess they look at the league and they're like, well, we don't want to see these top four teams keep making it to the conference finals. We got to try to do something to get ourselves there as well. Hmm. Yeah, or we got to at least become competitive. Make it seem like we can push the limit because if I mean if this season starts again and everybody automatically just says it looks like the Cavs and Golden State again, I don't think people are going to be watching. And, yeah, I agree. And, and, and like, okay, people might watch when it's fucking freezing outside in February, but if you got something better to do, especially going up against the NFL, you're not going to turn up an NFL game which is a once-a-week type deal, to see Cleveland beat up on the Kings. You're just not going to do it. Nope. You're not going to care. Now, I heard something earlier this week, and I don't want this thing to become a bigger joke than it already is. This Adrian Bonner is now challenging Nate Diaz to be on the undercard of that Floyd Connor debacle. Adrian Bonner is one of the... Oh, he's the worst. Uh, I don't know what they even say about it. This guy lost to Maldonado. Then he fought, fights somebody else, a couple other people, and he wins. But then him and Floyd don't get along. Now you want to jump on the bandwagon because you want the, I guess you want a payday. Let's say on the side. Yeah, see, you know, I think they're going to have to be very careful. Now, supposedly this undercard it's supposed to be a professional boxing undercard. Yeah. Not a UFC, not one of those WWE meets UFC meets pro boxing. They can't make the rest of the card a circus because Floyd and Connor is already Ringling Brothers, Soul yeah. Circus, and Circus Soleil all wrapped in one. Yeah, Nate Diaz would say, well, you meet me in the UFC ring, man. How about yeah, that? Yeah, Fuck you, pay me. I ain't getting involved with this. You know, but there's been boxers that try to transition to mixed martial arts. So if Adrian Broner is serious, then meet him in the UFC ring. Nate Diaz, we all know, is not going to take you to the ground. So it's going to be a boxing fight regardless. Yeah, yeah. It's just a, Well, only, he might choke you out. The only difference is Nate can kick you. Yeah. <laughs> and Nate wants that option to be able to kick you in the fucking face. So I understand that. Man, uh, did you see that bill that Gronk racked up at that club in uh, Foxwoods? Yeah, yeah, Gronk is a beast. I'm pretty a sure he, hundred, even, he probably don't even have to pay that. $100,000. Matter of fact, if I'm like the club, how much money could he have brought in where I'm putting a $100,000 fucking bar tab? <laughs> I'm like, you know what? I'll be like, Gronk, go fuck yourself, man. You know what? I, I What did we promise to pay you? We'll pay you what we said we're going to pay you. The rest of that bill, I mean, these guys drink it like savages. Yeah, shouldn't he be training? Yes, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he should be training. But, you know, Gronk, let me ask you a question. 
and this is not really racial, but it, it, it's, it has a component. If Grump was a black guy, and if I'm Grump saying he's Obel Beckham. Yeah, well, no, I'm saying it's big, and you know, because part of Bronx's thing is he's a size of a polar bear, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Say a black guy was Gronk, he was a black Gronk. Would that shit fly in the NFL, or would they shut him down? I don't know. They'd be like, oh, this guy doesn't care about the league, he's not practicing, he's not, all he does in his off time is drink. Yeah, and party. You know, Gronk Gronk wins the Super Bowl. He's up on stage with the beer at the parade. I'm just trying to think, would a black athlete get the same pass? Because you know there's rules for them and rules for everybody else. Yeah, you can just look at the Kaepernick situation, and you see that's not uh, going anywhere. So how the league is not as diverse as they like when the rules come into play. Hmm. Did, what, what high school did you go to? Did y'all have sports programs? We had softball. No football. Because when you go to school in Manhattan, they don't really have football in Manhattan. So we had no basketball. basketball? We had basketball and softball, but we had the best girls' basketball team, though. Okay. I believe in New York City, we had the best girls' basketball team for at least eight years. Hold on, hold on. That I, I, You don't have to tell me the school. That would be uh, Merrill. Yeah, Murray Bertram. Yeah, Murray Bertram, right yeah. down in, near the courts. My niece went to Mary Bertram. Oh, that's cool. What year was that? You know? Oh man. Oh man, I have to. I have to be uh, 90s. All right. 92, something around there. Now, matter of fact, Mary Bertram was putting girls in major colleges for the longest and winning championship after championship after championship. Yeah, now, if I'm not mistaken, there's a few in the WNBA. Yeah. And see, the reason that I ask that is my school was big. When I was in high school, we had Pearl Washington. Pearl Washington, one of the biggest names that ever came out of New York basketball. Not just that, he went to Syracuse, became great at Syracuse. Well-known name, made it to the pros. And my point is, I'm looking at what Louisville basketball program did. Louisville was enticing kids to come to the school with prostitutes. Now, from what I remember, star athletes, and I wasn't a star athlete, but I was an athlete in high school. Poontang was the easiest shit to get in high school if you wore a jersey. <laughs> I mean, it flowed to you like, you know, like bogus, like White Castle. Yeah, I can definitely see that. Now, I'm trying to figure out how the hell is Louisville so stupid that they enticing young men with booty to go to the school? I, as a matter of fact, they, I think they, they, they self-imposed a one-year suspension on themselves, and Rick yeah. Pitino got hit with a five-game suspension. But um, here's the bad part. The 2013 team that won its national championship might have to give up the title. So wait, when you forfeit a title, does that go to the school you beat? Yes, that means Michigan now. Now think about it. Michigan, I don't re- I don't know if you remember the Fab Five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, they had to forfeit all those Final Fours. That's why uh, Jalen Rose doesn't really like Webster, Chris yeah. Webber. Yeah, Chris Webber, yeah. Now think about it. Michigan would win their first basketball title on a forfeit because – 
it, it's so petty in the NCAA that they go to the kids and ask back for their rings. They ask back for the trophies. Anything that they were given, they want it back. I'd be like, I don't have it. I don't have it anymore. Yeah, well, <laughs> we, yeah but you now can't go back like on uh, eBay and sell that shit. Yeah, yeah. Because now you, you, I, I, some way or another, I think that you would be liable. You're not paying these kids, and you want to take their trophy. Yeah, take their trophy, take their rings, take that banner down. You know, I, I just think that's foolish, man. So now, imagine if uh, the NBA did that. Uh, they found out Jordan was taking steroids. They go back and say, you know what? Sorry, Bulls, we got to take these six championships. <laughs> you know what? The pro sports doesn't seem. They never seem to. Uh, fall under that kind of weight. But it's like if you have a son and he's an athlete, baseball, basketball, football, whatever, track, you got to now find out and have him be honest with you. Like, what did they offer you when you went there on their visit? But ain't, aren't they parents with them? Shouldn't no. they be with them See, on their visit? You make sure, you know what they do, these big programs. Mm. They got to make sure they separate son from dad. See, now dad they offer dad shit like a car and a job. Yeah. Son, he gets poony. <laughs> you know, and we'll promise you some like off-campus work, you know, that you just have to so go sign up, punch a clock, and we'll give you a, a per diem of $200 a month or some shit. Meanwhile, they're making millions. Millions. You know, uh, we have forms of slavery in this country that exist, and college athletics is a form of slavery. Oh, yeah, definitely. definitely. You know, because people be like, oh, they're doing what they want to do. They get, they get to go to school for free. Are they really going to school? Uh, you know what? I'm going to have to answer that, and I'm not trying to throw everybody and sweep everybody but one paintbrush. For the most part, no. Okay, here's your perfect example. Kyrie Irving. Went to Duke. Kyrie Irving only played 12 basketball games at Duke his whole college career. His freshman year, he got hurt. 12 games, it was over. Do you think that Kyrie, who already knew after 12 games that he was going pro, bothered to go to a hard-ass class at Duke? Exactly. So that's what I'm saying. They're probably taking easy classes, or they know that you're the star player, so you're getting you're getting by in that class. Yeah, you got more. You got more giant men, six foot three and above, with degrees in hotel management than a motherfucker. <laughs> you go to a hotel management class, you think that's going to be some little chubby chick with glasses in the corner, and it's full of like these burly six foot eight, two hundred fifty pound guys on the football team. Insane, and you you don't want to be that professor that gives the kid a D and get kicked off the team. Oh, no, no, no. You've been already talked to, man. You've been talked to. <laughs> Listen, everybody in this class, this is the uh, the class that gets everybody's grade back to 2.0 GPA. Yeah. You want to get tenure in this school, you're going to pass everybody that comes through the door. Now, you can fail all the fat, chubby chicks with glasses to, you know, just to keep the grades right. She has to work. She has to actually know some shit about hotel management. Unless they're on a sumo wrestler team. Yeah, yeah, uh, right, unless she's a softball player, <laughs> you know. But if if, she, if she's not an athlete, then fuck them. Hey, man, you've been watching any uh, wrestling? 
Um, <clears throat> I've been off and on lately because I've been kind of getting upset with this. I don't like the way Raw moves. And I don't know what Vince is doing. It's like he killed the talent that comes from NXT. I actually have to say, I watched Raw and SmackDown this week, and that's a rarity. I'm talking about beginning to end, and I don't usually do that. I actually liked both shows, especially SmackDown. Yeah, SmackDown, to me, has been the better show since the split. And I'm going to tell you, I've been watching... they, They have the lesser talent. Yeah, I've been watching it on and off for a couple of weeks now, and I didn't see him this week. But I have to say, I'm a fan of Bronzango. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't believe that I'm actually saying that. (laughs) But these two fucking guys, first of all, this Fandango guy is quite athletic. I didn't know he could move like that. He just couldn't do it by himself. Sometimes you need that extra person. Right. Now, I did enjoy your boy this week, Sinjay Nakamura. Nakamura, yeah. He was... Him and Dolph Ziggler worked beautiful together. Yeah, they could, they could, they could work. Ziggler could work. I just don't know why he can't get over. But Shinsuke is something special. Yeah, yeah. I actually enjoyed that match, and it, it. These were guys who could actually pull off that. See, a wrestler is supposed to have that illusion that real violence is happening, and with Shinsuke and Dolph, it looked like real violence was happening. And that's a beautiful yeah, they, thing. They hit the jackpot with that. I, will, I can't wait till they do a Sinsuke AJ Styles. Yes. Feud. Now, what I was totally in shock of, and I'm still kind of trying to wrap my mind around this, is that the WWE didn't actually bury the TNA talent that they brought over. Oh, yeah. yeah. Which would be AJ. <clears throat> I'm still waiting for Bobby Roode to make it up to the roster. I want Bobby Roode on the roster. Yeah, it's probably going to happen by the end of this year. I if think nobody close to the WrestleMania. I don't think anybody cares when they have a takeover unless somebody take the belt from them. I don't yeah. think anybody cares about the Hardys anymore. I don't know because I don't, think, I don't think Oscar's going to lose her title in NXT. I think they're going to call her up because they have her running this undefeated thing now, so... I think when they call her up, I don't think they're going to have her lose. Okay, then maybe she'll be the first cross promotion. Or she'll have to forfeit. Yeah, because I'm just waiting for Rude. I mean, you know, like I said, the TNA guys, AJ is AJ. He's allowed to still be AJ. Fucking Samoa Joe, who I thought that they would bury. I did not see him being a WWE type wrestler. Samoa Joe was is fantastic in the WWE. Yeah, he's worked. I don't know what the hell it is with these Samoans. I think I like him better in WWE than I did in TNA. TNA, yeah. And he I was. I will say one thing. I don't know what Vince was thinking of breaking up Enzo and Cass. Well, you killed Enzo. Enzo's dead. Yeah, and that, but that's their month. That they were like the second or third highest merchandising. They actually. I don't were, think Enzo's. I don't think uh, Big Cass is going to be able to sell merchandise without Enzo. Yeah, well, you know what? First of all, he threw off the soft shirt, so he basically said that that whole thing is dead. Um, 
what they were supposed to do, Enzo and Cash were supposed to remain Raw's version of the New Day. Yeah. Somebody that won, the kids go crazy when they open their mouth. Because think about it. Who else has like a call and reply now that Enzo is not doing it? Yeah, exactly. Who's yeah, actually speaking it. to the fans and say, I say this, you say something back? Yeah. Now, I I don't bother my wife with wrestling, right? But I had to show her something from wrestling this week. And I don't know if you caught it. What the fuck is going on with Bailey? Uh, this week's episode. That was the ring running? <clears throat> yeah, it's not just that. And I, I want you to... Matter of fact, anybody that's listening that watches wrestling, just Google Bailey this week, her running. And the, the reason I'm saying that is this. One, I never liked Bailey's image because it always made me feel bad. <laughs> First of all, I know I'm looking at a grown-ass woman. Why are you making me feel like I'm looking at a little girl? Especially with the size of her ass. <laughs> but here's the problem. If you've seen this week's episode, Bailey's ass is like triple the size that it normally is. I was like, what the fuck is going on? Bailey's ass is now your jock size now. <laughs> Maybe she put on a, some, some different underneath pants. Listen, I don't, there ain't that much underneath pants in the world. <laughs> I could not believe. I said, Bailey, I told my wife the first thing that came out of my mouth. I said, is this woman wrestling pregnant? <laughs> because it's that kind of growth. I mean, I had seen her two weeks ago. She wasn't that big. Now it's like Nia Jack's ass was on her ass. <laughs> I was like, put it this way, Nat. She don't even tuck her shirt in because when, when a woman's not tucking her shirt in, she's trying to cover her booty. You see a chick who will put a sweater and tie it around her waist. Yeah. <clears throat> Man. I know we're talking about a lot of crazy shit here, but okay. Now we got my boy Tiger, right? Tiger yeah. can't even say he's going to rehab. He's just getting help for his situation. Yeah, Tiger's, Tiger dropped the ball back when he said he didn't he didn't identify as black or something like that. Yeah. So now, he's a Cablasian. Yeah, I could care less about Tiger Woods. Now, you know what? I do feel bad about him for one thing. Opiates are the fucking devil, man. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean... When I was in the hospital, I was offered to leave the hospital with painkillers. Oh, no, no, you're going to need these. I said, listen here, I don't give a fuck what we got to do. By the time I leave this hospital, I don't want to have painkillers even in my system. <laughs> oh, no, we'll monitor. No, you can't monitor this shit. Yeah, you people, can't monitor when someone get addicted. People don't seem, especially since I knew I was in the hospital, and I could tell the doctor I couldn't sleep. Yep. Every time that I called for my pain meds, 20 minutes later, I was waking up five hours later. I was like, man, this shit is just wailing me out. And I was like, I can't go on and have a normal life like this. Yep. Now I'm dependent on this shit to go to sleep. I said, I'll do that while I'm in the hospital, while you're monitoring me. But when I leave here, No. Oh, okay, we got to fill that prescription. No, take that prescription out of my prescriptions. I don't want nothing. <laughs> you don't even want the option. No, I didn't want nothing to do with it. Absolutely, positively, nothing to do with any kind of opiates. Now, I mean, I understand when you're in a great deal of pain, 
But see, what happens is our minds start, not only do we get dependent, we get mentally dependent saying, the only way I can relieve myself of pain is by taking this, this magic pill. Fuck that magic pill. That should have killed you. Yeah, right. it's like now in New York, all of a sudden there's a heroin epidemic. I'm like, when it was black people hooked on heroin, I see all this outreach. Now all of a sudden the, it's, it's rampant in the white neighborhoods. All this outreach is happening on commercials, um, bills being passed. Like, see, this this goes to show you about this, how this world works when, when it comes to black and white. Oh, yeah, man. You know, I um, I watch, I wish I'm going to fuck his name up. I think it's Trevor Noah. Yeah, Trevor Noah. <clears throat> okay, so Trevor Noah did me the disservice of playing the new video of the Philando Castillo. Oh, yeah. So I watched this. You're talking about the dash cam video, right? Yeah, the dash cam video. So I watched this, and this is this morning, because I, I watched them tape delay from last night to this morning. So I'm sitting there, and I had avoided this, because, you know, naturally people have put this on their Facebook, but usually when I see stuff like that, I avoid it like the plague. I just don't, I say, you know what, I've seen enough. But, you know, he did loan, he did give some advice. If you haven't seen this, you need to see this. So I said, let me see this. I watch it. And I go to myself, how the fuck did this jury just let this man walk? Exactly. Now, it's like, that's what I said the other day. The, the cop could just say, oh, I feared for my life. He told you I had a gun. And he said, I'm not reaching for it. Then the cop should have said, if you was one of his license, he should have said, sir, I need you to get out the car, and I will get your license out your pocket for you. Or if you was that afraid. You know what else he could do? Cop could go. Pull those handcuffs right out of his hand. Pull those fucking cuffs out of his hand. Say, put your hands in front of me, outside the window. Cuff his hands and say, I'll remove your weapon. Yeah. And two, I can clear that this is a legal own weapon. Listen, <clears throat> we talked about that last show. It's just, I had to get to that, you know, because I seen that and it's so fresh in my brain. It's fucking disgusting. I mean, you know, so this week, the Michael Brown family gets a settlement for his death. You know, you throw money at the situation like we're supposed to be happy after the fact. You know, some people actually want their kids to be healthy, happy, make them grandparents. Yeah. So what 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 amount is 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 okay for killing my child? You know what? That shit should be priceless. You know, people, what we, we we discussed a couple of weeks ago, people paid, what, a hundred and something million for a Basquiat? Yep. And you're getting maybe six million from a, a, a Two a million, settlement. depending on the city. So you get six million if it's Los Angeles or New York or Chicago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But fucking uh, Missouri? Shit, two million. They'd be like, I can imagine North Carolina, they'd try to probably give you 1.5. Yeah, speaking of that, Khalif Brothers brother just announced he's going to attempt to run a mayor of New York City. Well, I hope this is the one with the 100% clean record. Yeah, I don't know which brother it is, but um, uh, his only platform right now is like uh, closing records. And I was like, that's not going to get you elected, bro. No, not in this day and age, especially if you can't turn some kind of head on a white boat, you're dead, especially in yeah. a city like New and York. I don't think white people care about Rikers Island. That's not no. a, 
because they're avoiding that motherfucker like the plague. But you, yeah. what he need, you know what he needs to do? He needs to, they need to be pressuring the city to get a settlement so they get the fuck out of there and start living their lives. I think once his mom died, at the end of the show, it said once he died and then his mom's died, his dad fouled. And I'm like, that's fucked up. Oh, but his you know dad what? fouled for the money, and now if the settlement goes through, he he wasn't even involved in the kid's life. Oh, he'll, he'll be there. You, got, you, get a, you get an award for not being a part of your kid's life. And yeah. you, when you had the money to get him out of prison, you declined. You know what, life, but you want to know something funny about life? Life has this thing where you could do dirt, but life will kick you in the ass when the lights go off. Yep. Either when mm-hmm. the lights go off or when you got to look yourself in the mirror. Unless you're just that detached, you know, that detached even from yourself. Because you could, a lot of people live a lot of lies, a lot of falsehoods, but... You can lie to everybody, but the one person you really can't lie to until you get really sick is yourself. Because when you start believing your own lies, then you really fucked up. I mean, you're beyond help now. Yep. Speaking of that, I just had the funniest story. I call this Facebook Petty. I just had three family members delete me on Facebook. One, because I didn't tell her happy birthday on her birthday. Wow. The other because someone criticized a picture or a post that she posted. And I agreed with the person, so she deleted me. Wow! And then my own mom deleted me. <laughs> like, Damn! So was that her sister? <laughs> well, the the sisters was just weird because they was like, "Oh, I told them Happy Father's Day on Facebook," and he didn't reply to mine. I'm like, "Listen, you sent it at six thirty in the morning. I'm not on Facebook all day." Oh, so, so in other words, you had thirty. You had a time limit to get back to them. Exactly. So you said I replied to someone else. I didn't reply to her. I was like, if I, if I woke up at eight a.m., you post at six thirty, and thirty other people posted before that. What makes you think I'm gonna see that? I don't have. I don't get notifications. I turned that off because it kills my cell phone battery. And half the time, I don't go to my page. I go to my news feed, see what people are talking about, and then I disappear. Why am I going to my own news feed to see what I posted about myself? <laughs> Well, you know what? That's the Old way people, it, man. Social media is, is it's a funny social media is the new insanity. It is. Uh, I'm like, you don't have nothing better to do but sit there and see who responds to what. Some city. You know what? I I, I got to have this. I'll have this information for the very next show that we do. Mm-hmm. There's some city that's trying to ban kids under the age of 13 from getting cell phones. Oh, yeah, I did see that. I saw that. that. Children become so addicted to likes, you know, emojis, that they don't feel they have any self-esteem. If you don't get like 200, 300 thumbs-ups or emojis or way to goes or shares, your life is shit. Yeah, I think that's a parent issue, not a getting a cell phone issue. No, it's not the cell phone issue because you know what? You got a child that's out there and they moving about without you. You know, the cell phone is also practical. Yeah. It'll save your fucking life. I have to go to school by herself. She needs a cell phone. Yeah, yeah. Listen, we got kids, and I'll tell you now, school, you know, I'm, I'm so out of touch. I forget that school's been out down here for a while, but they start earlier. These fucking kids leave in the dark. 
I'm talking pitch fucking black. 5.45, 6 a.m. So if I had a daughter that had to be at a bus stop, and for some reason I couldn't be at the bus stop with her, I would at least like her to be able to pick up the phone and be able to talk to me while she's waiting. Yeah, exactly. So they How are can practical. you police that? How do you police that? If a parent gets a kid this uh, cell phone, what do you say? Oh, the parent is fine? Yeah, but you know what? How do you even how do you start telling people something that's legal? It's not like you're giving them alcohol, drugs, or pornography. I bet you these other people that have like nannies and shit that nannies and drivers who's coming up with this bill. Yeah, you know, that's that's the elite always try to tell the little guy what he should and should not do. What's yeah, right for what, his life. Did you see what our godly president just at his campaign speech yesterday? No, which was this? Uh, he basically said he'd rather have his cabinet is all like millionaires, billionaires. He would rather oh. have them managing the economy than having anyone poor and in, involved in it. Oh, yeah. Well, see, he said, we are dealing with a total lunatic. Didn't earlier this week he nominated his son's wedding planner for housing and development. Yeah. So now she works for housing and development and headed by the brain surgeon who knows nothing about it either. Yeah. Yeah. And and then I guess they consult with Steve Harvey when he has time in between his 722 jobs. And when he's telling people about uh, cracking jokes about brown water and Flint. Yeah. He's a piece of shit. Listen, (laughs) This is, uh, so I'll ask you a question. I asked somebody earlier, but I want to hear another opinion. Okay. We know how Trump is and what's going on with Trump. So the Congressional Black Congress reject the invitation to meet with Trump, I think for the second time. Do you yeah. think they still should have met with him? To me, at this point in time, everything, every time someone meets with Trump, nothing changes. It's just a photo op. Okay. Now, what am I going for? Now, I, I, I understand that, I respect that, because this is the same opinion that I heard earlier. My thing is this. I think that you owe your constituents at least a fight, that you went and at least put your shit on the table. Not that you know it's not going to be addressed, but this way when you address the media, you can at least say, you know what, we did go there and tell them, and we did place this here, and this was our game plan. That he ignored it is on him, but Without at least, a, I mean, because think about it, Congress and Senate are just sitting on their hands, man. They're not doing anything. They're not making a lot of noise at all. Yeah. yeah. But if That's, they go, I feel like if they go and put their agenda on the table, he's so good at spinning things that it's going to make it seem like they did something wrong. Yeah, but you know, that's a chance I think you got to take. We, I mean, think about it. These fucking people, I don't know how. They can't seem to work together on anything, but the Democrats are like church mice. They're not really raising a ruckus at all about what's going on. They're not raising this. That's, that's, and I think that's a big problem. They're going to wait until 2000, the next election is 2020, 2019? Yeah, 19, late 19. They're going to wait to 2018, 2019 when they get a candidate and then they want to be all boisterous. No, y'all got to do it now. Yeah, it's like the only person I ever hear from on the Democratic side is Elizabeth Warren. Yeah, 
we had heard from Maxine Waters in the beginning, and now I don't hear shit from her. But yeah, I, she's gonna come and go. But uh, I say Warren is the only consistent person. Oh, and Bernie Sanders, but he's too old to run for president. Yeah, it's it's, it's just lunacy to me that nobody's. I mean, nobody's out there holding the damn torch. Just, I mean, you know what? Okay, so you know that you can't go to Fox, but you got CNBC, you got CNN, you know, you got C-SPAN, you got places where you can go nightly and yeah, just make I a John fucking John McCain ruckus. more than I had anyone else. You know? Yeah. Hey, Bill Maher, I need to speak with you. I need to be on your show three times a month. Now, he basically said they scared to come on, that certain congressional people are scared to come on his show. Yeah, and it seemed like they scared to speak up at, I'm trying to figure out what the fuck does Trump have on these people that nobody seems to want to speak up. I remember when Obama was first elected, I think it was Mitch McConnell who was like, we're going to make this guy a one-term president. So they started fighting the day after he got elected. Meanwhile, these guys just twiddling their fingers right now. They'll come out when there's a scandal or something, then they go back into their little hole in the ground yeah, until something else pops up. And, and, and Ryan, to me, is the biggest pussy there is. Oh, Ryan he's a, he's a, yeah, yeah. was supposed to actually be the Republican candidate for president this past election. He was, Paul Ryan was set up to be the dude to run for president. And in this climate, Paul Ryan would have won the presidency landslide over Hillary. He has actually backed, then first he pulls out. Then he never really backs Trump, but Trump gets in office and he never goes against anything Trump says, even though Trump's saying, I destroyed and wrecked and made a clown out of the Republican Party, which he did. Yeah. Ryan, is pull, uh, Ryan is Trump's bitch. Yes. This, straight up, matter of fact, Ryan has sacrificed his political career of ever going any higher. This is the he, thing I don't like. These people, they rather represent Republican, being representative of a term, Republican or Democrat. What about the people in your own thinking? Like you can't have your own brain. You have to go. You can't tell me that just because you're a Republican, you go along with or 100% of what they say or vice versa. No, there is no 100% rights, at least not but to that's me. The way, that's the way they make it seem. Yeah, yeah, because if you go to the other side, it's like you're siding with the enemy. But you know what? This has been going on now really throughout the whole um, – it started like that last term of Clinton. So you knew it went through the whole Obama term. Yeah. You know, they didn't fight like this when Bush was in office. And Bush won twice, which is a shocker. Yeah, yeah. And, and you know what? Actually, Trump made Bush look presidential. Yep. Okay? Trump makes Bush look president because at least Bush could say a speech without using four words. Because my wife is convinced that if Trump has a degree from the University of Pennsylvania, which is supposedly an Ivy League school, that he brought that shit because his vocabulary is shit. Yeah, he only used four, four words. Bigly, hugely, and maybe you're fired. Yeah, and they're evil, horrible people. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah. So now oh, well, he, just, he he doesn't say that to certain countries. Yeah, yeah, no. If he has a Trump uh, subsidiary there, they're all right. They could have the same garb, you know, head garbs and hajibs, but they are friends. Yeah. Now this this fucking guy says, now I don't, you know, I got to do the research on this. This fucking administration makes it makes you like it's like another college course. You got to constantly do research. This fucking guy says he's he wants to pull the rights for any immigrant to get welfare for what their first five years in the country. Yeah. What the fuck are we going to do with those immigrants who just come over? Most people establish themselves in this country due due to social services. Yep, and it was a proven fact in New York that most of these people that was on welfare was a lot of Jewish people that works. Yeah, I mean, so what are we going to do? Uh, we're just going to have, like, it's going to be like the 1970s again where you're stepping over, like, 32 people on your way to the train station, homeless to get to work? I think this is why they say that this guy has no experience and there's not, he's not even attempting to learn no. on the he, job. He has a uh, – see, the thing is, you, you've you seen him just like I've seen him. We didn't even know that this Trump existed before two years ago. He was – he seemed like an all right guy. You know what I meant? He just seemed like a rich dude out of place, a little gaudy, but he didn't seem like a lunatic. I don't think two years ago you would have said Trump was a lunatic. Mm-hmm. No. I wouldn't have – Might not even call the Rangers. No, I'm. You know what? I was. I watched The Apprentice a year or so. I was like, oh, it's just Trump. Then as soon as he started running for office, and his mouth started, you know, make America hate again. And, and you know, if this was back in the good old days, right now, none of y'all would be kicking her ass. I mean, you know, I'm like, what the fuck? Who the hell is this guy? And how is that presidential? Hey, everybody. You see that little black lady over there? If this was the good old days, 1919, you know y'all be stringing her ass up. Yeah, but meanwhile, dumbass Ryan goes on TV and says, oh, you have to understand he has no experience at this. This is his first time in office. Yeah, like he's never heard a president before. Yeah, you wouldn't have said that about anyone else on the other side. I remember when Obama was running, they was like, oh, he was just a community organizer. Yeah, they forgot he was a senator. And uh, actually he had a law degree. Yeah. Yeah, he was just a community organizer at YMCA and had three people that used to come in his office every day. You know, Five baby mamas. Yeah, this is a man <laughs> who was the Harvard Law Reviewer. That's not that's nothing to sneeze at. That's big time shit. He's helping to write policy. And besides, I'm sure that when Obama talks in his sleep, it's more eloquent than anything Trump could say with a speechwriter. Sure. Yeah. And Obama, sleep. Obama could get up from a bed, hit his foot on the end of the bed, take a piss, and say some shit that's going to be slicker than Trump will say in all four years. Mm-hmm. I mean, that I didn't even realize how much I missed Obama to I missed Obama. Yeah, he had his faults, but <laughs> when you, not the proper word, but when you basically get a child in the office, then you 
look like, oh, shit, you know what? Maybe Bush wasn't that bad. No, but listen, you said it right. I don't, I don't know if, I don't know if uh, Trump is Richie Rich or fucking Stewie from Family Guy, <laughs> who grew up and you know, just yeah, maybe he's Stewie. You know, I want to take over the. See, I see him. I want to take over the world, like you know, evil fucking egghead. Or I used to watch Pinky in the Brain. Remember the cartoon Pinky in the Brain? Oh, yeah, yeah, you want to take over the world, yep. And you say, what do you got to do today, Pinky? Yeah, same as every day, take over the world. <laughs> and I think that's what Trump does. He jerks off and says, I run the world. And I can't even get this bitch to love me anymore. Yeah, I couldn't imagine he wins again. Oh, my God. Listen. I can see riots in the street. Here's the thing. I, the people who minds he owns, he owns them lock, stock, and barrel. Nothing's going to change. Because he was right when he said I could shoot somebody on Fifth Avenue and wouldn't make a difference. And to them, it doesn't. But to the rest of us, it makes a difference. No, oh, yeah, definitely. But he needs to go, a lot of the runs need to go after those people that was borderline going to vote for him. And then they was like, fuck it, I'm going to vote for him. They yeah, need to and, go after those people. And now we got to do something that we haven't done in years. Actually tell people, Get off your lazy motherfucking ass. Get out there and go vote. None of that staying at home shit. My vote don't count. Yeah. 2016 yeah. showed you your vote counts, dickhead. You know, get out there and vote. Hey, man. Yeah, that always you... makes me mad when the people say that, but whatever. Yeah, you know what? It's You have, you know, it's America. You have the right to not do it. But to, to sit there and have the falsehood Okay, we all know the Electoral College and everything, but the numbers, you still need the numbers. So you get out there and you vote. This election was, you know, they're going to be just dissecting this shit when you're 70 year old. They'll be yeah, still talking about the election, the election of 2016 when you're 70. Yep, how did it happen? He ran against a flawed candidate. Yeah, and then we might have been bugged, hijacked, uh, a whole bunch of shit. I just wanted to say something real quick before we get out of here. I am very glad that the fucking Redskins kind of lost their trademark. They're not the only... They're going to have to change their name now? No, no. You know, it's kind of funny because it's still like in a federal court, but here's the thing that gets me about it. The Atlanta Braves, uh, Cleveland Indians, both have some really fucked up racial Indian characters, right? Yeah. And they changed them. Now, the team that did it right from the beginning, the Kansas City Chiefs just used an arrowhead. They never used an Indian. Now, the Redskins, I don't understand why they won't come off of this the, the the Redskins. When I was a little kid, it wasn't that Redskin guy. It was a uh, spear. It used to be a helmet with a spear. Nobody. Oh. I mean, it's bad enough the name, but then to have that Indian on it. But then again, in this climate, in this country, nobody's really going to force their hands to do anything non-racist. Yeah, but I mean, people were complaining that they had a team called. 
and landing niggers. Oh, well, without a doubt. <laughs> you can't have the Jersey Jews. Yeah. You know? Or the or the Cincinnati Spicks. No, no, over. man. They'd be hell to pay. But you know what? This country's never gave a fuck about Indians. They were here to get out of the way, to be yeah, murdered. How many Native Americans left to uh, really complain? Because you really need you need people behind you. It can't be a hundred thousand. No, I, I'm sure there's still several million on the fucking reservations. I've seen quite yeah, a few they documentaries. Have make, they have to make noise about it. No, no. You know what? They're making noise about just trying to live. Yeah. I don't see are. any protests in the street about... I don't see anyone boycotting the Redskins game because of their name. No. You need white people involved in your protests. You know, the people that's protesting is 10 people. So Daniel Snyder can laugh at that. Just 10 people on the street. So he yeah. goes like, shit, man. That, I walk right by that. That's the, yeah. they, I'll throw money towards those 10 people. Yeah, my cell phone make more noise than they do. <clears throat> so, you know, I was going to talk about one more thing, but I don't even care about it. People, <laughs> leave animals the fuck alone. You know, bullfighter got killed in Spain. I think that shit's still cruel. If it's not your is. pet, leave the fucking animals alone. I don't know what our problem is with man. If you're a bullfighter or if you're running from the bulls and you die, that's on you. Yeah. Yeah. Or or if you feel that you must pet a, a fucking uh, alligator because you're in yeah. Florida and he takes your arm off, well, so be it, right? Yeah, that's on you. Yeah, uh, yeah. You I shouldn't even have what? a funeral now. Uh, leave. If it's not your pet, leave animals the fuck alone. Yeah. I don't if know what it is about go, man. I want to swim with the shark. All oh, right. yeah, Michael Phelps. Oh, yeah. no, no, these other idiots. Uh, well, you know what it is, man, that really puts me out? I think that we must feel that we dominate everything that's on this planet. Yeah, I don't even uh, play with people's dogs, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, why are we fucking with ants? And we, there's not an animal on this planet that we don't fuck with, kill, brutalize, or eat. You know, man is a funny, we are a very funny thing. We got to mess with something and we got to mess with, matter of fact, you can't even have indigenous people on a fucking island somewhere. We got to go over there and change, you know, these people have been over there butt ass naked eating uh, bananas for 3,000 years. We got to go over there and put them in Gucci, Nike, (laughs) get them cell phones and put some drawers on, please. Fucking 120 degrees every day. Make them learn a new language. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And now, cause, and on top of that, we got to scare the shit out of them and tell them, you're sinful and you're going to hell if you don't take our God. <clears throat> so, you, people, that pretty much wraps up our whole agenda for the day. So, Ned, tell these people goodbye for me, please, sir. As always, folks, you can find us on all forms of social media, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Most importantly is our YouTube page. Every one of them is at NetboyDoc. Please subscribe, like, share, comment. We appreciate it. Yes, we would. Yes, we would. On behalf of our world, this is Doc. On behalf of NetBoy and Doc, I'm going to tell you like I always tell you people, peace.